Hey, Courtney. You, Jess, and I should start a dirty podcast. We should do it. Well, you should probably get some decongestant, you (laughs) sick fuck. Well, I don't think I have time now that you made me the manager of your band, so. (laughs) Well, what? The gang were were afoot. Or the gang was, were, was quiet. (laughs) The gang were afoot last night. Yes, the gang wore feet. The gang dog, dang God, were none that foot. Tell you what. I wanted to make sure that we didn't uh, let last night die. Uh, we, that we had to talk about. <laughs> I've been trying to let last night die for seven years. Because Courtney, <laughs> Courtney had some, some honest, we got great conversations with our violence player. <laughs> that, that seems pretty apt a description. Uh, firstly, that's not possible. Second, shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, get it off your chest. <laughs> well no i just there's so many i have so many new job opportunities now all of a sudden i love sam i think she's adorable and hilarious but she was like you're gonna manage our band and i was like okay and she was like then you're gonna go on tour and you're gonna cook for us and i was like all right that sounds pretty fun all right i can do that and then she got she towards the end of the night was um she had a few drinks she's hanging out there was a dog that lives at the bar so like we were hanging out with the dog and, she and not only like, not only isn't a dog though, but it's like a mixture of a fucking Great Dane and a Dalmatian. It's a Great Dane. Whoa. That's just a different coloration than you've probably seen before. It talks like that. It goes, oh wolf. That's what it sounds he was like. So oh, wolf. cute. <laughs> Thought it was the the Great Damnation is what you were gonna call it. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I got recruited for another podcast, so you guys are gonna have to start paying more if you're gonna keep me around. So. Well, I was uh, like, did she mention any of those jobs were all gratis? <laughs> Because <laughs> um, that's how she normally does shit. I think the reason that it sticks in my memory so much is because Courtney and I were leaving. Courtney was ahead of me. I, I think my back was turned. I was grabbing something, and I saw that Courtney was stopped right outside of the, the front door. And I was like, "Oh, there has to be some fucked up shit going on in here." And we turned to the right, and it's Sam on the ground hugging the dog that's on its dog bed, and she's partially on the dog bed and she's looking up like slurring her words while the security guard who i think owns the dog maybe is looking at sam both with like fear and admiration <laughs> <laughs> no i think he's looking at is uh you know just shame shock and underappreciation that he didn't have a camera rolling for an only somewhere well i do have picture evidence but i would like Ooh, to say right. as the new manager of damn the weather my first act is that you all have to get matching hats and logan needs to learn how to actually play the bass which involves way more hip thrusting than he usually does oh heard i will pass that along to the guys and girl it's like jokes on you if you think that that person has been given any role of authority to make decisions <laughs> in this band you're sorely mistaken Ooh. Well, in case you wondered, uh, Spill Canvas still got it. Apparently, they put out a new album, too. It was really good. Who? Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Same until yesterday, Michael. It's okay. Okay. I'm old. It's fine. Okay. Wow. Y'all aren't emo, and it shows. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. My wrists are uncut. I am all over you, not over you. Oh, no, that's goth. Sorry. My bad. I'm going to go Hashtag ahead and say it. trigger warning. <laughs> this, is a, this is a great cold open. Yeah, don't uh, you know Michael's an e-girl anyway? <laughs> a cat girl. 
But that's yeah. beside the point. I thought he was a backdoor boy. We are crossing way too many streams here. It friends. depends on the day of the week. Okay, weekends are cat girl days. Turns out I don't need tentacles to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Ooh, woo. Man, I knew I should have taken a sick day. <laughs> you really should have. We don't have PTO here, unfortunately. Yeah, we have PTSD. Uh, <laughs> if you're keen on sharing some trauma, hide your eyes. Heil come, slingers, and welcome to another disturbing installment of this, the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And uh, I'm here to make an announcement that, damn, the weather has just broken up. <laughs> yeah, it turns out... Several that... of the founding members just quit. Uh... Yeah, it turns out that they were on tour and they the bus just fell off a cliff. They all died on impact. It was tragic. Never even got to yeah. play the first show on the tour either. Real, yeah, strange up. thing. I didn't die. Uh, you just heard a scream from down at the, the bottom of the embankment, like, my plectrum hand! No, I think it sounded more like... Hey! <laughs> Michael was not on the bus. He was driving. He was on, that's why no, you're all dead. No, was, no was, Michael was on a much shorter no. bus that was about 20 yards behind us. <laughs> the bus crashed off a cliff. It lands. It's near a small body of water. You think there's no way there's possibly anything in this body of water. And out comes Michael as a dolphin. <laughs> fuck the ever-living damn it out of you. I didn't know you guys were on the Europe leg of the tour. Well, that's you start first by doing a world tour, and then you go back to the States for just a state tour. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Now I have Michael as a dolphin wearing an ACDC leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. That just, that just sounds like what he would wear on tour. Yeah, he's back in your back. <laughs> back and back. <laughs> <laughs> It's so dumb. <laughs> Notice his dorsal fin. What's this? Ooh. <laughs> Is that a piercing, you dirty little fuck? <laughs> Hit me right in my exclamation point, you sick fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of punctuation, we're going to end the sentence with the period that normally starts it. But uh, in case you are blissfully unfamiliar with what we do on this inglorious little show, typically we delve into random esoterica, and in the course of explaining it to one another, we will lie about it, because that is our shtick and the founding of this show that has lasted us for 2,967,482 episodes thus far. Prove him wrong. Which means we are finally going to be cresting into the stage that requires you to procure a Ouija board. Yeah, Only. or get fucked up, you know, get a beer, get some whiskey, smoke some weed. Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, because fucked on Tuesday. Fucked on Tuesday. Died on Wednesday, but fucked again on Thursday. <laughs> Parked with his ass up like he's a fucking bike holder. I just, I, I just have one. I have one Tie question. Tie yourself to him. <laughs> Bike lock. I have a, I have a, <laughs> I have a very, very direct question that we're not going to be able to hear the answer of, but I feel like on Monday we might feel it. Um, is this what you wanted, Dewan? Is this the content that you're asking for? 
Is this what you want on a weekly basis? Do you want this for, is for what you 75 want minutes? Is that what you want? What do you want from me? But anyway, this might just be for Shane. But uh... <laughs> We don't reward attention-seeking behavior. <gasps> she said the thing. <laughs> She said the thing that tanked me. Um, this- uh, I'm going to require a moment of silence and about three feet. <laughs> I want you all to pretend that you've seen the Evil Dead, except for Shane. I have except seen for Shane. The Evil Dead. Except for Shane, and I and I want you again, everyone except for Shane, to pretend that you oh. know what the Nec- Necronomicon looks like, like in the Evil Dead. Oh, I was going to say I have that. I've shown that, <laughs> and then just Michael remember all the. It. The zesty fun that all the teenagers have when the demons come in, when they start reading from it, and they possess them, oh, and things go all demons. fucked up. Um, zesty? Come in? Zesty Sign straight? Up. Exactly. I, I thought this was for, like, most audiences. If demons are coming in places, that's not a good sign. It's not a dolphin demon, you fuck. Well, speaking oh, about coming inside, okay. let's pretend instead that it's a fan fiction. And that instead of being possessed by demons, we capture the demons and make them do what we want them to do. How delightful. Mm. It's not exactly what we're going to talk about today, but it's close. Can I channel them into a small Asian woman and make her have a public freak out in an elevator that's going to be recorded? Maybe? Callback? Callback. Cluff hunger. <laughs> <laughs> now, I hope that I haven't put the... Uh, how the proverbial pussy on a pedestal too much with this or topic? The, <laughs> no, the wind pussy. up the devil. <laughs> yes. Ooh. And I don't know exactly when or why um, this topic got under my skin, but every time I think about it, it, it creeps me out just a little bit, and it shouldn't, but it does. Um, I, I think it's. Time. We're talking about Dewan's sex life. <laughs> oh God! I love you, Dewan. Uh, Trigger warning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, much like much straight like, to jail yes yeah, straight to jail do Live, not cl- do not pass go overcook the chicken believe it or not straight to jail straight to jail sometimes good sometimes shit <laughs> your tiktok today was good by the way Courtney. oh thank you um even though i don't understand all of the concepts within it i'm very fascinated by the lesser key of Solomon. You know, I tried to write a song in that key at one point. There's actually, fun, fuck you, funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> funnily enough. Too, I, I was, too many white keys, man. I was thinking about it this week on where I first heard that term and like why I thought to even Google search lesser key. And it's because there is a band called Lesser Key and it is the original bass player from Tool like from 95 it's a side project that he started and it has one album i think in 2010 or 2011 and it's not bad but i can understand why they didn't gain too much traction yeah because he's not justin chancellor exactly or maybe uh who knows anyway or maybe he is or was i pushed um (laughs) i have four lies today guys and i even wrote headers but i'm only going to read one for you so let's start then off. What's the point? Cuck you. Oh. Uh, is the first lie <laughs> that you didn't actually write a topic? I Ooh. wish. Oh, guys, it just said that the file was deleted and I can't. 
What is <laughs> oh no, what's happening again? It says Google. So our class action lawsuit against Google Docs yeah. is going to be just chock a block with instances where this thing has failed. It says Google Doc 409, soul not found. <laughs> anyway. The Lesser Key of Solomon, also known as the Lamegaton, is a mid-17th century to the closest estimate grimoire whose original author is still anonymous to this day, though it does have tendrils that reach out you know, to and through the Satanic Temple. And also an interesting discovery shows that even the bag of shit Anton LaVey published some of the works and sort in a 1904 release under the title The Book of the Goetia of Solomon the King. Mm. may i ask whether or not it is actually associated with the satanic temple it is not that's gonna okay there there's tendrils like it reaches out so it's an occultist thing at the end of the day so there's a lot of western and eastern mysticism so there are some of this influence the hermetic order of the golden dawn okay so I was going to say, a lot of the times you can just refer to such things like this to try to strike fear into the hearts of Christians. And that's basically like, you don't even really have to have any of the foundation. Just say like, oh yeah, we use this grimoire over here. Right, <laughs> which especially later on uh, in the episode is exactly why I think it's interesting. Because it kind of it counterbalances what is written elsewhere. But Okay. But if you are unfamiliar with with what a grimoire is, it's roughly a textbook of magic, typically including instructions on how to create magical objects like talismans and amulets, how to perform magical spells, charms and divination, and how to summon or invoke supernatural entities such as angels, spirits, deities, and demons. So to contextualize, it's a book for magic users. Whether or not you believe in magic or you're practicing or not practicing, that's that's what it's for. Now, the lesser key, which is what I'm using as a launching point into this esoteric shit, uh, is separated into five books and teaches an array of topics. And in my opinion, the most interesting of those is how to, it's like a how-to guide on summoning around 72 demons, which I thought was a very specific number. More or less. As in like (laughs) 71.5, just round up? The reason I say around is because depending on the source that you read, some of the demons change. Oh, okay. And some okay. of them have multiple heads. That is actually true. And some of them are... Above v- or below. Some of them are Ooh. very horny as well. Mm. Indeed. As above, so below. Now, the first book details the 72 demons, and it's said that they're commanded by the four knights of the cardinal directions. And for Michael, that would be north, east, south, and west. <laughs> Bullshit. Those aren't the cardinal directions. Firstly, which one's red? <laughs> they're left, right, up, and down. <laughs> Uh, for any of our A24 fans listening, you might notice that the Knight of the West is actually King Payman, who is somewhat a notable character in the movie Hereditary by Ari Aster. Oh. And if you'd like, I have a list of uh, a couple other fun demons. And if you don't like, heads will roll. Oh, yeah, I'll just keep going. Uh, you got King Bale, President Amy, King Payman, like I said, King Belial. Amy? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, what, was she... Like elected? the lead singer of Evanescence. <laughs> I actually hold on. I have to pull up. Uh, you can edit some Dead Space for a second because I, I okay. I, dead I, Space. Dead Space. That's a different show. Wait, dead Space has to do with this too. Holy shit! I actually put this in my source in case you called bullshit on it. Uh, <laughs> Good. Yes, we need to look at President Amy for a <laughs> the moment. Yeah, the moment that I saw President Amy, I was like, "There's no way that." This fucking exists. Furthermore, speaking of dead space, oi, who turned out the lights? 
President Amy is described as a president, appearing initially oh. <laughs> as a flame before turning to a human form. He is claimed to teach astronomy and liberal arts, give familiars, incite positive reactions from rulers, and according to all sources except the Munich Manual, reveal treasures. <laughs> So okay. he's the he's the atheist professor that like tries to force it on people, and then someone says, "Well, according to the American Constitution, I don't have to do it," and the whole class stands up and claps. He's right? the, no, I uh, thought it was going to be the president that was qualified as the anti-Trump. <laughs> um, I think he is actually the antagonist in God's Not Dead. That's part <gasps> of the yeah 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 emotional damage. Emotional. Damage. Uh, so, yes, you got President Amy, King Payman, King Belial. You got King Pazuzu. Um, Pazuzu! Pazuzu! And then the I second book. Um, it is also bullshit. It is bullshit. You're right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw Pazuzu in there. I knew you can't throw Exorcist at me. That's just uncalled for. Um, so the second book, which is, they're all, they all start with the title Ars, A-R-S. Um, so okay. the second one's titled... Thuriga, Goetia, mainly or main Michael, mainly <laughs> mainly serves to heavily stress the direction and times of conjuration of each spirit, and they explain that using the compass rose, uh, which shows the hierarchy of the spirits and the thirty-two directions of the spirits or the demons' mansions. Um, so. It offers magic users or practitioners unique access in both time and space to the spirits and the wandering princes of the Theresia Goetia. So essentially, the lesser key is the Google Maps of all <laughs> esoterica. Okay. You're not like holy. Uh, yeah, you're not yeah, holy wrong. Okay. You are here. It is a 25 minute walk to get to Payman's altar. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I can get that. I, mean, I can get behind you that. You brought up Insidious at some point, whether pre or post roll, but like that's what it is. You know, like uh-huh. you're just in this nether world, just being like, where the fuck am I going? <laughs> In forty-five feet, turn right. It's past. Is, uh, it's past is uh, Slenderman's mansion uh, somewhere in there as well? Yeah, for sure. I thought that was in a teenage girl's bedroom. No, no, no. It was in a forest next to their bedroom. Is that before or after you don't give a trigger warning that scars everybody on the session? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Well, he was bragging about how he doesn't self harm. So is that oh, yeah. right. like a weird flex or like what do we? No, doing, I was referencing. I was referencing my mortal because she's gothic and every time she's depressed, she slits her wrists. Do no, it. I've listened. I've listened to his episodes. He self harms. <laughs> do it. But, you won't. He group harms. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's more of a everybody harm. I got a flyer for them the other day. It was offering me like 25% off Bed Bath & Beyond. Ooh. Uh, Jesus Christ. I, oh, no. I hate you. We're not, not talking about Christ here. It has nothing to do with this. Not yet. The second Wait, is book, his uh, mansion there in the maps? Um, Maybe. I don't know. It depends on how you spin it, I guess. Next to Leviathan, Lord of the Labyrinth. Uh, it's actually next to Golgotha. <gasps> throws Shit great hill. barbecues absolutely great barbecues yeah they and have, caters uh, okay not gonna say it stopped it <laughs> thank you <laughs> for those who got the reference you know what michael just implied and it's disgusting so uh well, what the second book also details the magical tools needed for working with spirits including consecrations the construction of the magic circle and triangle and the preparation of the altar 
So, so you need some empty chicken eggs, some uh, menstrual blood from you know uh, an undeflowered virgin, and uh, some of Michael's uh, inability to pay attention. Exactly. What? Sprinkle that in a circle. Huh? <laughs> Book three, titled Ars Paulina, is rumored to have been delivered by Paul the Apostle. It has been heavily Christianized, if you couldn't tell, uh, and contains <laughs> prayers and figures dedicated to the Trinity, the Virgin, the Angels, and the Saints. Uh, Ars Almadel is the fourth book of... Go ahead, sorry. I know. I was just going if it was the, the one from, you know... Was it Peter or Paul? Uh, Paul. Okay. That's it's unfortunate, because it's like, otherwise, if it was Peter, he'd just be pointing at his crotch going like, upon this rock, you can build this church. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. They were robbing from Peter to pay Paul. That's how we got this gospel. It's different. Okay, I'm here. Oh, my God. It. I wish I could remember it. Uh, there's a bit in uh, World's End, which is uh, Edgar Wright's little Cornetto trilogy, where Sean or Simon Pegg's character uses that line, and they, they flip it. Anyway, um, Ars Almadel <laughs> is the fourth book and instructs the magician on how to create a wax tablet with specific designs intended to contact angels via scrying. Um, scrying, I actually did look up. I was like, that. I don't know off the top of my head what the fuck that means. You don't know what scrying is? No, I didn't. Well, uh, if you had watched Constantine, then you would have known. I mean, I just didn't pay attention, but anyway, yeah, using something as no, like a, the television a... show, not the film. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I... And since we're on the course of correcting things, I'm an asshole, and it just occurred to me I, I didn't mention it. Uh, Iron Man didn't come out in 2008, and I'm calling myself on it because I got too excited and I was thinking of Batman Begins instead of Dark Knight. Dark Knight came out in 2012, ah. same year as Iron Man, so I fucked myself up last week. So my apologies to those of you who weren't paying attention. You know I never am. Uh, I let some folks leave <laughs> disinformed, and it's my own fault. It's a bad shame. Bad shame. But, bad shame. But, Sorry. Continue. But scrying? Well, you, you can... Um, essentially, it depends, but essentially it's kind of like if you consider like what a dousing rod is for people who are trying to find water, same general principle applies, but you can use like a talisman and blood and or other, you know, forms of magic to try right. to find either the source of power or some cosmic disturbance in the universe. So you can either use a map or just or a crystal ball to lead you to something. Yes, essentially, yeah. it's just trying to help you through the mythical arts to find whatever it is you're seeking. It's a metal detector, but for magic. It's also not entirely incorrect, I suppose. Uh, yeah, it's the metaphysical version of uh, an engorged phallus. <laughs> okay. okay. See, it's Michael, this is, the, missile. this is the science podcast. You want it all along. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I'm super happy for it. Uh, the final book in the Lesser Keys is ours, uh, Notortia. I'm going to butcher it no matter what. It's one of my favorite Duran Duran songs. <laughs> you can you Never can look matter. it up and you can make fun of me and I'm okay with it. Um, and it's the oldest portion of the Lesser Key. It contains a series of prayers thought to grant something close to like photographic memory to the user. Ooh. And all of this does, at least to me, seem like a bunch of jumbled nonsense. It's also why it took me a long time to start sifting through because it gets really, really fucking dry. Um, and also... Mm. Unlike other things, because you guys have looked up more complex topics and ideas, but I really haven't. I just summarize movies. Um, 
it's really intimidating when you can't really find a lot of sources and you can't find enough of the answers that you want out of it. Um, yeah, it's one of the reasons why, you know, they point to esoterica being a problem is because it's it's mostly just alluded to and very infrequently actually just laid out places. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and a, a side that I had is that I know that I could solve that problem. I could have just bought the book and taken yeah, my yeah, time Yeah, but then that can it. be somebody's approximation because it's like the Necronomicon where people yeah. have 12 different well, versions of it. And Also, like, mm-hmm. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. You know, like... <laughs> the, oh, the, the good little Catholic boy's still in there somewhere. No, 100%. So I was thinking about it because a lot of the stuff does fascinate, like, truly fascinates me to the point where I do want to read about it and I want to understand more of it just because it's just so fucking weird. Uh, and then the other part of me does have that, like, little tickle of, you know, belief trying to come back in and be like well that's how possessions happened you've watched enough horror movies and read enough horror books you know how this this shit gets in you know but isn't that a fun way to go (laughs) back into a a juicy maw (laughs) uh yeah yes if you were eaten by a snake feet first uh no i just would picture you enjoying a moment where you possessed laying in bed spitting up you know pea soup at your sister as she walks in you're like (laughs) your mother sucks cocks in hell Kristen. I feel like if I was going to spend the money, a heroin overdose would probably do the same thing. Or if you're Sam, you could get like 12 drinks in. That's what I'm saying. Like you could just you could just, you could just overdose on drugs and just decide to ruin your life that way instead of welcoming yeah. in demons into your whatever. That's a fine point. Yeah, just, you, you already know? hear so many sounds, John, that it doesn't seem like a good choice for you. I'm paranoid enough is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like at the very, very minute, like the, the just the base of it all. Uh, okay. Well, if you're that paranoid, you should have closed those blinds. Fuck yourself. I know they're closed. I've started closing them because you guys scared the fuck out of me a year ago. Well, I mean, they were closed. They're not anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just bought it on Amazon through Kindle. Did you really? John? Yes. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, now Michael can be possessed. Now you're going to turn into one of those dumb direct-to-shutter movies where fuck, you get haunted through your Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> If by bought it, I thought you meant you died. I got really excited. <laughs> what if I kicked the bucket? What if you got a push notification onto your Kindle and just said seven days? <laughs> oh, I'd be like, bet. <laughs> I didn't rent it. I bought it. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't Contact want to return Am- it. <laughs> Call Amazon. I bought this. I didn't rent this, right? <laughs> so. If we're being honest, though, especially after Michael already spent the money on it, uh, the lesser key is like at the bottom of what interests me about this topic. <laughs> it was $2. I figured, why the hell not? Because God damn, send me the link. What truly... Uh, and Sh- Amazon. And Shane's Google already, it. Shane's already made it. A- <laughs> I'll just have Sam order it for me. It's fine. There you go. <laughs> You'll never find it. Not in that mass that mass pile of deliveries every day. Um, yeah, but then I can dig through the boxes claiming I owned all of it. <laughs> claiming sovereignty over the boxes. Why do I need pipe cleaners? What the? <laughs> but Shane's already mentioned it, and it's in the title of everything. What kept me coming back to the topic is who it was centered around, and that was King Solomon. So a quick aside, again... 
Obviously, I'm not a fucking scholar. I think we've listened to me talk enough to know that I'm not really smart. You can check my sources and dive deeper if you want. Odds are 90% of this is bullshit. But at the very least, I, I have fun with reading this shit. So Indeed. So some of this is based in fact, and you'll, you'll see. So Solomon, the son of the giant slaying David, was the last ruler over what was then known as the United Kingdom of Israel from 970 to 931. Uh, BCE, so it's what common age, Michael, or before it, before common? Yeah, it, I mean, you could either say BC, BCE. It's 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 interchangeable, right? And it, what he's saying is that you know he doesn't know what year it is. Who's yeah. president? Nor if but Nixon I, is still president. Who's, I was going to say I don't think Nixon was president then. No, no, that was a little off. Um, yeah. In the Talmud, which we will discuss a bit later, he's one of the forty-eight Jewish prophets. He's also known as a Muslim prophet in the Quran. Um, the biblical narrative shows that Solomon served as a peace offering between God and David due to his adulterous relationship with Beth- Bathsheba. Sorry, it's a... Yeah. yeah. Bathsheba. And a lot of this, you know, I should have known, but I was too busy zoning out. Uh, you know, because a lot of these do translate, I think, between, you know. I mean, since you are such a fan of The Conjuring, I don't imagine that Bathsheba <laughs> wouldn't have got your hackles up a bit. It did get my hackles up a little bit. So... David had sent that woman's husband to battle in the hope that he would be killed. So after he mm-hmm. died, David was finally able to marry her. And as punishment, their first child, who was conceived during their relationship, died. And yeah, Solomon- he's a covetous little cuck, that David. Mm-hmm. He just had to have Slinging. that rubber ducky. Yep, yep. <laughs> Slinging stones and rocks. So Solomon was born <laughs> after David was forgiven. And it's the reason why his name, Solomon, means redemption. And that's the reason it was chosen. So in the Old Testament, it details a power grab surging as David grew older and couldn't stay warm. So they sent a beautiful woman to take care of him and warm him up. But they didn't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they really wanted to point that out. So was that in the was that in the Bible? That it just says they didn't fuck. And they didn't fuck. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's okay, exactly okay, okay. what it says. So if you're saying I assume that's King James version, not the U- <laughs> new no, that's international the original version. Hebrew. This is the Talmud. Yeah. Oh, no, I was gonna Talmud. say okay. yeah. the translation is to yea and behold, they did noteth getteth downeth. <laughs> yeah, so if you're sitting there saying, Kept them warm, more like fuck them warm, then you're a fucking pervert and you need to stop. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you don't get warm when you fuck, you just get cold and sad. Incidentally, though, this is actually the foundation of one of the great tenets of the Boy Scouts, because how she kept him warm was she started a fire for him in his loins by vigorously rubbing some hands together. (laughs) And listen, we're not making fun of religion, but we have to agree this is fucking stupid. No. You begat me. (laughs) (laughs) Begat, gat, gat, motherfucker. Uh, You've been begat. And I think uh, Courtney and Shane especially are aware nothing bad ever happens in scriptures. That's just facts. Indeed. (laughs) Have you seen the TikTok that's been going around of the guy that's interviewing people at rallies? And he's like, yeah, there's this book that I think we should ban. There's uh, two daughters that get their dad drunk and they have sex with him. And they're like, oh, yeah, we got to ban it. He's like, that's in the Bible. And they're like, no, it's not. Shown up. Like, uh... <laughs> sure is. Amongst other things. 
I mean, people get blinded in that book for looking at their dad's junk while he was intoxicated. I'm not allowed to be within 500 feet of my dad's beautiful, beautiful junk. <laughs> daddy who is my daddy <laughs> oh uh, it's okay this isn't insensitive guys we're talking about the bible uh yeah, yeah this is bible study <laughs> bible study podcast oh i'll call my mom she'll be so excited oh, no. <laughs> mom i finally did it we started a religion podcast uh, <laughs> i joined a church group <laughs> uh did i did i talk about the the Patton oswalt referring it causing me to come to the conclusion that i'm going to refer to all religions as a book club from this point forward that's amazing i love that yeah that's i mean he's not wrong my favorite thing no like yeah everybody gets together for their their weekly book club every you know glorious sunday no i didn't really know I thought I was going to leave this little factoid behind, but I threw it at the end of this paragraph since we were talking about Bonin. Um, mm. Solomon was said to have 700 wives and at least 300 concubines. Just Nice. What is he, Leto? That's what I thought, too. It all comes <laughs> back to Dune. This, fuck, this motherfucker, Frank Herbert, he knew what he was doing. Well, you know Dune's like a spinoff of the Bible, right? It's a white savior story to begin, yeah. Um, yeah, and oh. then there's a whole lot of uh, you know genealogy kept in there for no good reason. Yeah, and a lot of random hills that get died on. Um, anyway. And they also don't like lesbians, strangely enough. No, they do like lesbians. Duncan, Duncan Idaho. Idaho sure don't. Duncan <laughs> Idaho doesn't like lesbians, but everyone else is like, it's hot and you're being ignorant. Um, <laughs> if you needed another reason to dislike Jason Momoa, <laughs> just approach him on the street. You're like, hey, Duncan Idaho is not down for inclusivity. And he goes, my wife's a lesbian. Shut the fuck up. And he keeps walking. <laughs> yeah, they're getting divorced. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, even though Solomon <laughs> was the youngest at 15 years old, a prophet named Nathan convinced David to pass the throne to Solomon. Once in power, he purged some of the real knuckleheads in court and proceeded to rule and uh, further consolidated his position by appointing friends throughout the administration, including in religious positions as well as in civic and military posts. In the Bible, he was made famous for his pursuit of wisdom. God saw Solomon offering sacrifices like burnt offerings and such on the altar and appeared to him in a dream. When asked what he would like, Solomon asked to be granted with wisdom. Pleased. How about some chicken? Yeah. It's like, could I have wisdom and also a Dr. Pepper and <laughs> cheese sticks? Hold the ice. Uh, I'll take a spicy chicken sandwich. Thank you. She's <laughs> like, I am God and this is Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> I am the I am God. I am God. Thank you for coming to Wendy's. What you have today? God em- Piggy bag. God Emperor of Wendy's. May I take your order, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, pleased, pleased. God personally answered Solomon uh, and promised him, him great wisdom because he didn't ask for like self-serving rewards like long life or the death of his enemies. And there is a pretty famous portrayal, or the most famous portrayal of Solomon having wisdom is found in a tale called The Judgment of Solomon. Also, Courtney, do you know any of this? Because it seems like this might be stuff that you know. Oh. No, John, I've <laughs> never heard any of this before in my Who whole life. Who the fuck is Solomon? Isn't that what happens God. to food if you leave it out too long? Yeah. <laughs> they also grow little arms and legs like onions. Actually, I thought it was undercooked chicken is how you got Solomon. Well, I'm glad there's one, at least one from birth atheist in here, uh, Michael. <laughs> an ex-Mormon, an ex-Christian, an ex-Catholic, and a Michael walk into a bar. <laughs> Ooh, someone got triggered out there if you're saying Mormons ain't Christians. They got real Ooh. incest listening to this. Ooh. 
Oh. Well, if they're listening to the show, they have other things they need to consider first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Their mental health. Now, it has Christ in the title. <laughs> Why do you think we don't fuck with it? Um, I almost didn't. I didn't even know this. Ex- well, yeah, I don't. I almost didn't. You, you didn't, didn't know it existed? You didn't know this? No, no, no. The I, Mormons exist? No, this next section. I know the Mormons existed. No, but this, this section is a, a fairly famed sort of. Uh, I, yeah, I had never really heard the Judgment of Solomon. At least I didn't really, you know, keep it. It's, you know, it's stored. Called, you know, hack baby. I've heard of it. This is yeah. a big uh, pro-abortion <laughs> story, actually. Is it really? Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, I because mean, kind if they of. didn't have a baby, they wouldn't have this problem. Exactly. Actually, this story led to the founding of Chili's, because this is how we get baby back ribs. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> As always, I am the least intelligent person in the room. Uh, no, you so, just okay, you so are Chili's Catholic. is a restaurant. Oh, shut <laughs> the Chili's fuck is up. a vehicle for baby bathrooms. <laughs> no. right. Listen, in John's defense, he's Catholic. They don't read the scriptures. No, uh, they oh, say oh, Mary, Mary's and then beat them. I'm gonna say it's like a bad language a, course. It's all oral exams and apologies. <laughs> I'm, Damn, he's not wrong. I my mouth hurts still. It's, <laughs> oh, hey, you ever seen John's knees? There's a reason you haven't. <laughs> that's because they don't exist. Um, I mean, really, that's all the, the the whole mass is just a training fucking regimen. It's just kneel down, get up, kneel down, get up, say some stuff, apologize. <laughs> now kiss. Now kiss. <laughs> Well, for body people Christ, like me, body of Christ, <laughs> Scoutmaster Kevin, um, <laughs> for the close your eyes and accept my absolution. Oh, no. <laughs> for those that are like me and either didn't remember this story or don't know it at all, uh, the Judgment of Solomon is a story from the Hebrew Bible in which Solomon ruled between two women, both claiming to be the mother of a child. Solomon revealed their true feelings in relationship to the child by suggesting the baby be cut in two, uh, each woman to receive half. With this strategy, he was able to discern the non-mother as the woman who entirely approved of this proposal, while the actual mother begged that the sword might be sheathed and the child committed to the care of her rival. I think he got it backwards, actually. I think the real mom was like, I'm done, actually. You know how much these Get it away from me. (laughs) These things cost, like, so much. It was like Michael with his kid. You made a microtransaction online for $45 the other day. <laughs> oh, Cut that no. thing. We're going to the moon. <laughs> Diamond hands. So it's at this point that Solomon bought an NFT. <laughs> oh, no. It's Finally, at this point. That's... my favorite part of the Bible. <laughs> Solomon created cryptocurrency. <laughs> it, it's the lesser currency of Solomon. <laughs> Juji fruits. Anyway, I feel like now we kind of have at least a picture of who Solomon was overall. Um, I feel like it paints a little bit of a picture so we can kind of get back to what this has to do with the lesser key. Um, Mm -hmm. As is the case with older segments of biblical history, Solomon and his ruler highly debated, or at least were, uh, whether or not he existed. And if he did exist, how much actually happened, how much wealth he had, how much he actually did. Uh, there's not a whole lot. It seems like right now there's a middle ground that they're at least acknowledging that the dude existed. And 
if he didn't rule as ex- ex- you know extravagantly as they said, he at least did rule something. Um, some texts illustrate him, especially when you look at it through the lens of like Solomonic magic and you know black magic. They view him as a transgressive whose search for wisdom and pleasure left him dejected. Um, Same. <laughs> I freaking knew it, Michael. <laughs> I'm the reincarnation of Solomon. <laughs> Let's cut you in half then. <laughs> but I feel this leads to one of his greatest accomplishments that he was known for, and that was he was credited with building the first temple in Jerusalem. No, no small feat, you know. And how he built the temple is where it gets interesting for me, and it's what made me want to dive in deeper and not just give up on it. Slave labor? In a way. Oh. I mean, because... because Bible's really big on that, actually. It it really is. But also, (laughs) in some texts, it was said that Solomon had the power to capture demons and force them to do his bidding, sometimes with the use of a magical ring branded with what was called the Seal of Solomon which was a predecessor to the star of David. Hmm. So it goes from being like random weird Bible stories and then it branches off into this. So two. Was it really a ring? Yeah. Huh? The ring of power. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, is he, is he taking from Lord of the Rings right now or okay? Huh? (laughs) Taking from uh, the ring of power yeah, because Solomon holding. I'm talking about, I'm talking talking about John novel? with his lie. <laughs> no. All right, I'm talking all about right. John with his lie. I'm not saying that the Bible took from Lord of the Rings. It's like I didn't know Tolkien was that old. You never know. Well, he's a time traveler. Oh, what year is it? Um, two manuscripts exist that illustrate what we were just mentioning. One being the Babylonian Talmud, which I teased earlier, and now Michael. Would you like to hear my header for this section? Yes. Shymir, or How I Learned to Love the Worm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Game of the Worm. Are we talking about planarians? Yes. No. Um, so in the Talmud, it tells the tale of how Solomon came to build the first temple in Jerusalem. Due to Jewish law, however, the temple had to be built from unhewn stone. Uh, meaning the use of iron tools were a no-go. So you got to find a really big rock out in the middle of the desert. I was going to say, you know, use it. So how is he supposed to complete the task? And this is where Dune starts to connect to everything in my life. Um, because Solomon recognizes the only being that can help him is called a Shamir or Shymir. And it's a worm-like creature that has the ability to cut through or disintegrate stone. It's also said to have originally been created by Moses as one of the ten wonders created on the eve of the first Sabbath. Uh, So this next hurdle for Solomon is how to find one. So things get a little hazy here. And again, this kind of boils down to if I wanted to read the scripture, I could just go read scripture and do what people spend their whole lives doing. But instead, I just found a really, really good. Actually, the the channel's called Esoterica, funnily enough, Mm. on YouTube. Um, So... You're saying that you couldn't get an appointment with a rabbi? No, no, no. They wouldn't see me. Yeah, they said they said the show was too big. They didn't need the attention. Understandable. Uh, <laughs> um, so the next segments are going to be a little vague, but I'm kind of just trying to summarize what's happening in the tale from the Talmud. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. So Solomon 
captures, is told to, and captures a male and female demon. And after torturing them for some time, the demons divulge that they know that this worm exists, but they don't know where. But they do know the motherfucker that does know where it exists. <laughs> and that snitches get stitches. And that Uh-oh. is a demon named Asmodeus. Ooh. So, armed with that information, Solomon goes to capture the demon, and it essentially involves him. So, Asmodeus is doing some stupid task on a mountain where he's like carrying water up and down. He was being trained by Pi May. I guess. So, how it boils down is essentially Solomon gets the demon drunk, like sneaks wine into where he's supposed to be retrieving water, and Asmodeus finds the wine and is like, well, if I drink wine, I can fuck bitches. So he starts drinking wine. Solomon has these chains with him that he is imbued with the name of the Lord. Like they're, they're supposed to be like magical chains because they have God's branding on them. Um, and he captures Asmodeus. <laughs> Sorry, God's branding like Hashtag God, Nike. trademark. <laughs> Get those Gucci chains. Right. Still made in a sweatshop. <laughs> <clears throat> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> um, so after capturing Asmodeus, he gets Asmodeus to reveal the location of the Shymir. And it's on top of a mountain guarded by uh, like a bird-like guardian is how it's described. Um, bird-like? Bird-like. Yeah. So I kind of imagine it almost as um, Shane, bird. Shane, what's the creatures in uh, Dark Tower? Lobstrosities? No. Um, in Dead the, in, the, in the in the town, they always they're like, but with a bird instead of a lobster. Yeah, I see it. Oh God, why can't I fucking think it was going to drive me crazy? <laughs> Dumbachum. The yeah, the first, the name of the creatures that he's passing in the desert, like in the first book when he's passing by the village, they have crow's heads. Anyway, I'm I no, I'm I'm not picking up what you're putting down. Unfortunately, I, I can't I'm find, sorry. I, no, I, I can't find you. it either. No, it's great. Um. I just think of them as like half people, half bird. You know, choose which which half bird person. Okay. Well, yeah, we can go with Griffin. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, just think of him as bird person from Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> or Phoenix person. Um, <laughs> Captain Butt Sweat. No, are you talking about the Tahin? Yes. No, that's a race a of humanoid creatures, but with like, the heads of animals, most commonly mammals or birds. I was like, often, those were in the sixth book, and those yeah, were, they're, uh, you know. They're in the revised version. With the, the breakers. They're in the revised version of the yeah. first as well. I'm going to give you Anyway, but there's some fucking Uh-oh. dark tower snaps for you. Uh, <laughs> so the bird is sworn an oath to protect the worm from being removed from its place on the mountain. And Solomon, like a dickhead, manages to trick this bird, gets the worm, and this bird-like creature, <laughs> unable to accept the shame of its failure, uh, kills itself. <laughs> it's just so drastic. Um, so you'd say that that bird wasn't necessarily the early one? Because it didn't get the worm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Solomon would technically be the early bird in that scenario, friend. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's well, true. anyway, he did. In fact, Solomon has his magical dune worm, uh, and they Asmodeus Solomon and their magical worm go back to Jerusalem and they construct the temple um, on this rock. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
Asmodeus is a demon, we have to remember, so he's always going to be scheming. And I don't know how much time passes, but he eventually does escape from his shackles. He gets the magical branded TM God chains off of him. <laughs> and so he goes the like John Cena version like 2.0 to version 3.0. I'm really starts wearing like hyper colored shirts and you can't see me hats. Well, I'm really glad <laughs> that you bring up John Cena because so what happens He's is he it. breaks he breaks out of the chains and you can imagine it John Cena busting like flexing flex all busting. The, all <laughs> of a sudden theme music is <laughs> just flex of busting out of these chains he eats the ring of solomon off of solomon's oh. finger which i think it might look sexy because i don't think it's that he bit the finger off so he probably just like sucks it off from his finger <laughs> wait okay <laughs> wait wait he doesn't bite the finger off so he doesn't do doesn't, what Gollum did because we already established the bible was taking things from lord of the rings it does not right? specify it might take creative okay. liberty with the story. <laughs> Fair enough. John, are you sure you aren't describing the plot of Diablo 12? I could Diablo be. Diablo 12. I, I'm really glad that you bring this up, too. I, 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 you guys are doing the right things here. I'm good. Uh, I, I'm just thinking of it like the sexy stud moment where he's like, hey, Solomon. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Got that. <laughs> so... So he busts out of the chains. He sucks Solomon's ring off. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh no! God's coming. Gotta finish. Did you clarify if it was like a oh, ring for the hand or like a cock ring? Because that could change. Well, I, I think that's what we're establishing now. That it is in fact a cock ring. If it's branded by God, it's a cock ring. I feel really, really offended that you would even ask that because you of all people know that the Lord works in mysterious ways. So. <laughs> How is it's, it still hard? It's, How did he get the key to his chastity belt? I don't understand. It's not a bug. It's a feature. Heart. <laughs> um, so after he does both of these things, and I don't know if it happens a one, two, three, but I feel like it's more entertaining in my brain if it happens in a like, one, quick one, two, three succession. So busts out of the chains, sucks him off, and then uppercuts him into the sky. Busts out of the chains, makes him bust a nut, gets the ring from it. And then he uppercuts him. Uh, and in it's the oh, uppercut Solomon, and it, it seems like it is John like, Cena. <laughs> it's been decided. <laughs> this wacky scene: he uppercuts Solomon hundreds of miles into the air, and then Asmodeus takes the throne, seemingly shape shifting to impersonate Solomon. And at this point, the rabbis still are in a casual debate whether or not the interpretation shows Solomon ever regaining his throne, seemingly after I don't know magically floating back down to Earth. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that God parachute. Yeah. Well, that whole scene you just described is exactly how Jonah asked my dad if he could marry me. So it's uh, <laughs> part of the. Wait, he sucked your dad off. Jonah went. <laughs> he sucked his ring off, and then taint punched him hundreds of miles in the atmosphere. Uh-huh. Wait, are we all taking oh. turns fucking your father? <laughs> I like, though, right. that we've also incepted this concept of a bunch of rabbis sitting around going, I don't know if the Sibuldic scholar actually said uppercut. I'm sorry. I just don't think this. I mean, that's essentially been what they're like doing. A right there, there been I think like... it was more a Shoryuken instead. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> Father's a Shuriken. I don't know any of these old, you know, Japanese weapons. What are you talking about? Well, at this moment that's kind of the accounting that is found in the talmud of uh, okay of what can be defined as solemn like an example of solomonic magic 
um, the Christian side is represented in what's called the Testament of Solomon, which is going to be a whole episode to itself. Okay. Sweet. Uh, when I originally pitched doing the episode on the, the lesser keys, I had no idea how deep the well went. Mm. Um, and to tease the Testament of Solomon, it's basically an anime. Holy shit. I'm I'm in the middle of watching a 20-part series on YouTube that's break that breaks down the testament itself and it is fucking goofy as shit and um super fan Steven sent me an episode of a podcast that they listen to called Apocrypals mm-hmm. um and it covers the testament of Solomon and the only complaint that I have about the episode is that I just wanted more details. So I wanted to set this episode as like a part one bookmark to be continued so that I don't have to rush through getting to the Testament of Solomon because I feel like this can stand on its own a little bit. Yeah, Um, we're treating this like the exorcism of Emily Rose. We're going to get all the demon shit out front and next we're going to have the court case. Yeah, essentially. Well, actually, no, it's like more like we looked at the court case and we saw one side and then we're going to look at the next side on the uh, the following episode you're ruining my metaphor man well it's actually like what shane just said but if michael described it and then john corrected him do you want me to explain it again sounds about right i can mansplain it (laughs) (laughs) so the exorcism of emily rose is a film (laughs) it's a vehicle vehicle. it's a laura linney vehicle Uh, (laughs) well that's all i have for you cool awesome yeah you did delightfully Oh, thank you. Yes. I feel like I actually did research for once. You thought it was going to be drier than a nun's cunt. Admit it. I did. I've said it. It's known. Indeed. Courtney's doing that look on her face where she doesn't have a mouth anymore. (laughs) I haven't used that phrase in a long time. So it is. Do y'all have any more stabs on the lies? Um. (laughs) All of it? Yeah. I got a problem with the uppercut in the John Cena segment, but uh, I mean, according to what they what was written and stuff, that looks kind of to be the debate. Okay. Um, you said that the author was unknown, but I'm pretty sure Michael wrote it. That is true. Michael did write it. Well, I did just buy it from Aleister Crowley on Amazon, so I think we know who the author is. Yeah, that's the uh, the other one that you guys missed, is that uh, it wasn't Anton LaVey that had a publication. It was actually Crowley. Oh! <laughs> well, I'm not going to count that as me discovering that, because I technically cheated by buying the well, book. Well, no, it was, it was, a, it was so. a good bit, so I just, I'm just, I just threw yeah. it out there. So yeah, so Shane, Shane got like the Satanic it. Temple, isn't involved, at least to our knowledge. Got the Crowley in there. King Pazuzu was one that Shane grabbed. And then the uh, the final one is that uh, Solomon's name does not mean redemption. It means peace. Oh, oh well, look at you. That was a good huh. one. Thank you. Sounded it's a piece of biblical what? and bullshit to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that was absolutely wonderful. Well, thank you. And I'm not just, you know, blowing sunshine between your cheeks. It's yeah, not just sucking your ring. That just sucking oh. the ring off of me. Not just Cena in you. Yeah, the shit's just so fucking interesting because I did not give a shit about anything in the Bible. You know, obviously. You're not alone. Up. Uh, <laughs> but I think I really feel that a lot of these stories that you can find like this 
are interesting if you take if you make it esoteric and like you take most of the religious side of it out mm. and just look at it like a supernatural tale. Yeah, yeah. You read it as the story, not necessarily whatever kind of you're, moral. Yeah, you're not looking for the fucking metaphor and everything. Yeah. You know, the thing that I find funny is theologically speaking. If you do take it to the fact that, you know, you're looking at religion and folks go like, oh, well, Solomon, he's a great religious king is like, well, if you wish for wisdom, that isn't just going to give you wisdom, you know, within the trappings of what God deems to be appropriate for you to learn. You are going to pursue everything. So if it means that you're delving into the occult, it's just going to be knowledge for knowledge's sake, which if we've learned from many religions is verboten. We only <laughs> want you to learn the things we are willing for, you know, you to adhere to, like what, the stuff we're willing to part with. Yeah. And then also it's like a, there's a lot of cautionary tales in it, too, of like what going for that amount of wisdom can do. Like sometimes wisdom is a curse unto itself. Mm-hmm. Is something that's kind of prevalent subtextually in it, um, especially in the Testament of Solomon, which I'll I'll tell you guys about. Um, that's wacky. There's so many characters in it. I wish that I wish there were time to actually do a fanfic of the Testament of Solomon, uh, but you do it like <laughs> tongue in cheek. <laughs> like, don't tease me with a good time, man. Um, yeah, it's it's too much fun. Well, it's the the thing about the pursuit of knowledge is uh, I always steal back to the phrase of, uh, you know, Alexander reached the end of the known world and cried because there were no more worlds to conquer. Same general principle exists here as you do kind of get to the end of what is available to you to learn. And then you start going, well, I guess I got to read other books. Right. And that's something I didn't really touch on either is that they, they did mention, or this, the Esoterica channel in particular ties it in to that era of philosophers and how mm. a lot of them were viewed as occultists based on their views. Um, so that's how like that's how Solomon as a biblical figure started kind of like being transmuted into mystic. Right. Or a heretic at the yeah. end of the day. So Yeah, I was just thinking about this because I started having a discussion about I'm I'm reading some I went from watching the uh, Allen versus uh, Pharaoh documentary on HBO, which, if you haven't checked it out, is very interesting and exceedingly disturbing. Uh, And then I just have run into a lot of the abuse and marginalization of women over the past few months. And then, as I was telling John before we got rolling, uh, a lot of the stuff I'm reading from King right now are some of the older works, and some of it is really subversive. So there's a, I, one of the books I just read has, uh, there is a, a significant portion of, there's a, a buzzword we're not supposed to use here, but uh, sexual assault on a child is uh, something that features prominently in, in one of the stories, and then... Uh, in reading Gerald's game, there is also the whole book is predicated on essentially spousal. sexual assault as well. But it's spousal, and which so, it doesn't make it better. But like that that book or that movie's fucked up. I don't want to even. Want to read I haven't the seen the film, um, uh, but yeah. I start like kind of waffling with this, and I was talking about it with Superfan Steven as well, where I'm going like, why do you read these things, right? And then as an author, like, yes, sure. I understand that it's an exercise, right? You just, it's, well, it's something to do. But the more that I started thinking about it, I was like, 
good literature somewhat challenges these things, and I know it's an uncomfortable notion, but you do occasionally have to shine a spotlight on this because the the greater and lesser evils of the human spirit are things that you do want to uncover, and you can't just do sunshine, lollipops, and daydreams all the time. We do have a lot of really horrible instances that occur commonly, and pedophilia is one, sexual assault is one, and you do kind of have to confront these things from time to time. And it tells you a lot about yourself and your particular hang-ups and your peccadillos, and only through challenging works of either literature, film, or art that represent some of these things, you kind of get a greater understanding of someone's tragedy, right? So the, the empathy becomes a, a thing through these. So I was like, I, I kind of looked at them in a little uh, disparaging light initially, and now I'm starting to get a lot more philosophical about it. I was going like, well, you do need to confront these things. You have to kind of look evil in the face from time to time and go, okay, at least I'm not there. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You know, that's interesting. Well, there's, sorry, there's a reason why Lolita is such a very, like, influential book, mm -hmm. considering it's all about a person pining over a, I think a 12 year old something i think she was she's very young that. right yeah well you yeah, also yeah, have yeah. the the so. craze right now and even though i'm watching it it's part of the like it's an uncomfortable part of the show of euphoria is that it's following these teenagers like sophomore to junior year approach or maybe senior year as well like doing mm -hmm. very fucked up things like and all the actors are over 18 and shit but you're like i'm essentially like even though i know the information that these actors are over the legal age like they're still doing these things and you're like what the fuck am i right watching? the characters are not right right yeah. so you're yeah, like yeah. like i can watch sid or you know sydney sweeney all day long because she is incredibly attractive but then the moment she's on the show i'm like she's playing like a 17 year old girl this is not fun for me like <laughs> like this is not good like yeah it holds a really weird reflective surface up to you and your mental processes and then you ask yourself a lot of really relevant questions because of it which is it's a net positive, but it is, it's uncomfortable for a while, particularly when you have to confront some of these things. Like the Britney Spears documentary, same Ooh, deal. Yeah. Where you're like, that these things are allowed to take place and a, a bigger light wasn't shined on it for so long. You start to kind of look at your own position in the, the scheme of things. And you're like, yeah, I've, I've made fun of a lot of pop stars and things like this. And you have no idea what their actual circumstances are. Right. So when you finally get a peek behind the curtain, you start going like, oh, okay that's really difficult yeah. and it's not very palatable so yeah sorry we didn't get preachy here but same general experience here with kind of looking at solomon is yeah it could be condemnatory to be like well how dare you have known god and been given this gift and then it's an affront to god that you would do this it was like that's kind of what you buy in for in for a penny in for a pound if i'm gonna look for knowledge mm -hmm. this is a part of it yeah it yeah. part of the reason i wrote that aside too before i got into the king solomon segment is because a lot of it is like it's it's not something that i can just read the wikipedia summarization on and like a few articles and actually claim to have a good grasp on the history of because it's yeah. a lot of like outside of any text like biblical text like it's very dense and it's hard for them to pinpoint everything because of how long ago it was um but speaking well, of, and they also speak in parable a lot biblically yeah which oh, is just kind of hard to navigate and also i i looked at their the esoterica guy was referencing the dead sea scrolls a lot mm -hmm. or not a lot like a few times as far as looking for examples of solomonic magic um and the dead sea scrolls itself is really interesting stuff 
But what you're saying, Shane, is something that I've felt this week outside of watching Euphoria because I finally watched a movie that at the end of it, I was like, huh? That didn't feel too good. Uh, have you guys heard of Possessor? Mm-mm. No. Oh, no. Uh, it's fucked up. It real fucked oh. up. But Shane, Michael, I don't know, Courtney, how depraved you get, but if you're feeling way, way <laughs> depraved, um, don't look at me that way. I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> when do you not feel depraved is what he's asking. Um, oh, that's different. It's a sci-fi thriller concept where it's a, a, a league or a group of assassins, but it follows one, is I think the insinuation, and they can jump to someone else's consciousness, so possessing another individual, um, and then that individual carries out the assassination and then in order for the host or for the, you know, the person to get back to their body, they have to kill the host um, and just hijinks ensue. Uh, but it is <laughs> it starts very soft and you're like, you're like, OK, this is going to be a really fun sci fi concept. And by the end, I just felt disgusted. It's a uh, David Cronenberg. Uh, his Ooh. is David Cronenberg, I think is his name. It was the son of, you know, the you know Cronenberg okay. to his second movie. Okay. But anyway, it's uh, very similar to and as on the topic of demonic activity, there's a Denzel Washington film uh, co-starring John Goodman called Fallen. If you haven't seen, but it is the concept that there is essentially they're trying to track down a serial killer. And it is, in fact, a demon that can hop from body to body. Isn't that Exorcist 3? It has a. It's very similar to Exorcist Three in the same way that this is that they actually have interactions with the demon. So ah. they'll, they'll be walking down the street, and it'll just it passes by touch. Oh. So it will be walking by, and he's watching people walk by and touch each other, and the conversation keeps going on from different people walking back in front of him. Really fantastic film. John Goodman has a bravura performance in it. It's one of my absolute favorite things he's done. Right, so right. well worth watching if you get inclined. But I'm gonna look up. isn't it supposed to be like a very very depressing ending or something like that? Um, it, yes, but it's yeah, okay, it's okay. one of it's a brilliant ending. It has that sort of in the same oh, yeah, way yeah, that yeah. Seven yeah. kind of twists you up. It, it's very similar to that. Okay, that's that's what I thought because I think I watched a. There's a YouTuber I watched called Ryan. Hollinger or something like that that okay. covers a lot of like horror movies. Um and I think I watched him cover Fallen recently because okay. I remember there's a whole um scene a confrontation between mm-hmm. John Goodman and Denzel Washington at the end. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you for spoiling it for everybody. It's okay. Yeah, I was okay. zoning him out cuz I was looking at the uh, the reviews of it real quick. Cuz it has a yeah, low it, it has is... a low uh, critic but a high audience, which is always the fun the fun one. Yeah, I, I again like <laughs> Critics by the the very nature of the descriptor, right? Is those who can't do criticize, uh, right? Yeah. So no, I I really enjoyed it from the first time that I saw it, uh, and still one of my favorite films. Well, so. I mean, for context, and this is all this will be on topic. Um, let's see here. So, fallen forty percent again on critics, seventy two percent on audience. Let's look, and then we'll get off this train. Devil's Advocate, which came out a year. Oh no, it's better. God damn it! <laughs> it's, it's got it's got Pacino. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of subversion, it's a sixty-three critic, eighty percent audience. But again, it's like kind of like the same thing. So, and also which, fuck, it, fuck it, Rotten Tomatoes uh, in general. But. Yeah, I here's the thing. 
I have never in my life looked at a film critic's scoring of a film and used that to inform whether or not I was going to watch it. Oh, I and still watch it regardless. completely candid. I, I could care less. I mean, for like, fucks- it, those things really bother me because it's really it's totally subjective, right? Your taste is different from my taste. Like, uh, apropos, Stephen lent me uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. <gasps> and you hate it. And Melissa thought that she wanted to watch it. I think she has it confused with another film she was keen on seeing because it's I, I, I think it's like the whatever the Grand Imperial Best Exotic Gold Hotel, I think, is what she was thinking of. So in any event, we sit down and watch this thing, and it is endlessly charming. Thank you. For being such a terribly despondent film, really, on the face of it. It's like a Shane song. It has a jaunty tempo. You can dance to it, and yet it's really depressing. That's why I love it. It's so fucking good for that reason. But it was uh, on the line of the things that are so absurd that it kind of jukes me out of the movie, because by the time... I'll give you an example. The uh, the number of telephone calls that take place yeah. at the end in order to facilitate. I'm like fucking hell, just stop. Like it was it, you, the first three. I get it, okay. But by the time you get through like the ninth phone call, and a, a Wilson pops up, and I'm like, fuck it, I quit. I, I know, I, I realized that one. But hey, it, I'm happy that you've watched it. But go ahead and finish your thought. But so by that same principle, it's like it's a film that I enjoyed. I thought it was endlessly charming. Ray Fiennes, to your point, had a phenomenal performance. I thought Darling. the character Zero was uh, really wonderful to watch. Uh, it was a really compelling story. Will I watch it again? Probably not. Is it going to track on my favorite films all time? No. But I was like, you do occasionally need those sort of ludicrous flights of whimsy. <laughs> To distract from the fact that I'm over here where people are being molested and murdered. And speak, speaking uh, of In spite of the fact that they throw a cat out of a window and, you know, kill Jeff Goldblum, okay, which so, I can't <gasps> tolerate. What we, oh, no. Spoilers. Uh, hard, what we, hard pass, hard pass. What we didn't even mm. touch on is that Willem Dafoe is so good in that movie. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if by good Ooh. you mean all he has to do is just put on a mean mug and walk around. Well, he has like, a, also has a fake set of teeth. He looks, yes. he looks no, like a literal ghoul. Yeah, that character was really interesting for me. Uh, and I also, I'm not a, a really huge fan of Adrian Brody as well. So Nor am I. that really leaned into that prejudice because I was like, oh, well, he's an asshole. He's playing one. Okay, this is fine. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was a great movie. Enjoyed it. It was a good recommendation. Well, I'm glad you uh, at least enjoyed it once. I'm sure that your perspective on it is dramatically different from mine. That's just taste variants, yeah, right? Absolutely. So. Uh, yeah, that's why criticism to me, it's one of those things where it's like, that's great for you. Scott and I used to talk about this when we were doing amp kicker stuff all the time. It's like, I'm never going to lambast somebody else's music because somebody somewhere, something you absolutely loathe is their favorite band. Taylor Swift is incredibly sure. popular, despite the fact that I don't want to spend a lot of time with her. Like, yeah. they're not going to pull her off the shelf because I find her music distasteful, right? It was so a, what the uh, hell's the point? It was an argument, or not an argument, uh, it was something that someone, I think it was when I was in trade school, had said, because someone was talking shit about a band, like, well, they still sold more records than you did, so, and you're like, yep. fair, fucking fair, I can, I can hate them all I want, but they're still going to be more successful. Yeah, it's like when you and I started talking about my phrase, and the reason I started yeah. employing it is I'm not ready for it yet. This is like, one, taste changes as well, because something that I absolutely despised, 
uh, will eventually turn into something that I really enjoy listening to. And you just kind of go like, I don't know when the, the switch flipped, but I wound up really liking to, you know, latch onto this band. Yeah. It happens. It does mm-hmm. happen. Um, speaking of though, sometimes we have some things that we need to schedule probably off air. Uh, but one of them, and I think Courtney will, her ears will, will perk up for this because it does involve art My thighs? and film and thighs. Wow. Um, mm. All my do, favorite things at once. Ooh, we Jesus. are long overdue to watch the first episode of Food Wars together. Yay. <laughs> I bailed on this last time you tried to wrangle me in on this. Hey, if you don't want to watch tentacle porn with the boys, I don't know what to tell you. <sighs> True. Listen, I, I'm I'm not another member of my family, so whacking off in front of other people is not my bag. You haven't lived. He's just not ready for it yet. I'm not. <laughs> and also, they're not ready for it yet. See, it's Dad? <laughs> it's like there are pulleys involved. I've got to have people hold things. Can I bring peanut butter squid to that viewing party, John? I would expect nothing less. Great. Do I want to know? You don't. Yeah. All right. <laughs> If you have to ask, you can't afford it. Indeed. I can't afford much. <laughs> I'm so poor, I can't afford to pay attention. Oh, I saw oh, this meme, Michael. and it was basically Michael and I. It, it sums us up person, or perf... Uh, God damn you, Michael. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you just summarized me perfectly right there. <laughs> it's just a, um, a couple, like a collage of the same guy looking off into the distance, sadly. And it says... Uh, when when you've gotten past a global pandemic and you realize not even COVID wants you? <laughs> I like that it's George Costanza, quite possibly one of the most popular characters in, you know, pop culture over the past 25 years. It's just you some random some guy. guy. Yeah. I don't Jason know. Alexander is really mad at you right now. He's dead. No, he's not. Oh, well, I didn't know he existed. You double dip the jack twist. <laughs> What's a Seinfeld? Indeed. <laughs> What's the deal with newspapers? Newman. <sighs> well, I guess that's gonna wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, I feel like that's the sound of like steam. Just <sighs> indeed. What's the deal with outros? <laughs> well, let me tell you, they pop up at the end of every single episode, just like me. <laughs> But uh, we sincerely appreciate you all being here and for marking a very notable occasion because John does not present very often, okay? So let's just take this for the gift that it was, savor the flavor, and just try to hold on to it for as long as we can. My mom called me her little water baby. Hydrocephalic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, buddy. Uh, so thank you all for being here. As always, it is a delight to have us. We know. And we want you to keep coming back, and we know that you love it as well. And you know how you can signify that to us to give us a little fulfillment to acknowledge him 
as John so likes to claim. Uh, you can go and uh, like and subscribe and, and give us a little rate and review because we would love to hear from you. And of course, every single marvelous Monday morning, we've got new episodes winging your way through your preferred podcast provider app. So check it out whenever you would like and stay on top of us. That's the only way we can finish. It's and uh, of course, every wonderful Wednesday, whenever we feel like it, we occasionally get stuff up on the tubes of you for disinformed after dark. And we may occasionally throw some some fan friction at you might have some reviews might talk about books we do a lot of fun stuff over there and there's a sizable quantity of it up already if you haven't checked it out so please do so we might even play some rousing rounds of dungeons and dragons from time to time good time for all and of course courtney is still on the escalator knocking out premium content over there on tiktok it's delightful and you love it we know we've seen the stats yeah. yeah jonah said this one you made today is good because your boobs are out and i said okay thanks and he said i like so i like your titties because it proves i can focus on two things at once that's what he said <laughs> nipples naples shane naples <laughs> <laughs> i've been there <laughs> me too so, in Italy. Italy. <laughs> yeah it's delightful i've been there too yeah I fucked a cardinal in a bathroom. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you all for being here. As per usual, we sincerely appreciate having you. So please keep checking in with us and avoid our Twitter like the plague. You've been doing a great job of it so far, so you might as well just keep it up. It is known. Watch, watch the soul fly right out of Michael's face. Continue doing that and you might make Michael do something bad. The what? Michael's about to go talk to your state senator if you don't <laughs> if you, you don't clean up your fucking ass. Maybe start with ours because ours is a hot mess. You know, if, uh, if you do want to get us a, a little more notoriety, I would pay hard-earned dollars to watch Michael debate Kirsten Cinema. <laughs> oh, oh my no. god! Uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> If you want to see what an actual filibuster looks like in action, Miss Cinema, <laughs> oh, fucking <shit>. allow Michael, because <laughs> you will be turned around right round like a record, baby. <laughs> no, no one should be suffering through this. Not anymore. He'll make I'm you, canceling it. He'll make you think that you're dealing with heavy water, I assure you. Oh, man. Well, I can't feel All my right. face when I'm with you. <laughs> but I love it. But I love it. <laughs> oh <laughs> Alright, so you like yeah. the weekend, huh? Name five <laughs> Saturday <laughs> Sunday Shit. In Spanish, please I'm out uh, Domingo Ha-ha. Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday Okay I'm going to put a bullet in this thing's brain before it starts squirming out of my hands But uh, for the Disinformed Podcast This week I'm not Kirsten Cinema. I am Shane. <laughs> I am not Michael Clark. I am John. I am not paying I attention. Am. <laughs> I am inarticulate. I, I am Michael Clark, unfortunately. And I'm Courtney, and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> and zippity zoop, we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs>